Go ahead and take your seats. Congratulations to every man and woman who graduated the home. I, I, that's the hardest place on earth, by the way. I'm telling you, I think we need to give the master's degrees or something, you know. I mean, they literally mastered the art of rehab. It's not easy. That's why, that's why we, always guess, we always ask, how many, how many people went through the home? We never say, how many people graduated the home? How many people went through the home? Everybody's hands go up. Because that home is not an easy place to graduate. So those of you, I'm not sure we're sitting in the same place, but those of you who graduated, guess what, man? My hat goes off to you because you guys have done one of the hardest things in your life. Home's a hard place to be, I tell you. Me and my wife directed a woman's home. One time I asked a girl when she checked in, what's your name? She said, Legion, for we are many. I mean, that's a tough place, man. I want you to grab your Bibles and let's just read uh, two verses, and I'll paraphrase from there. Find in the Old Testament the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, and when you have that, then you could give me a loud amen. First Samuel chapter 17, you have that? Uh, let's read two verses, and let's begin reading in verse 48. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. And reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it. And he struck the Philistine on the forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead. And he fell face down to the ground. I love the sport of boxing. I've always loved it since I was a kid. In fact, when, well, my kid days would be like Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns and bouts like that. Uh, I've always loved the sport of boxing. Um, I, I love to attend boxing events. I like to watch boxing events. I just don't like to get into boxing events, but I like to watch them, and, and I, love, I love the sport. Uh, it's a lot of great champions. Andre Ward is a great champion from Hayward, California. The dude is bad. He got, I mean, he's, he's not only a great boxer, he's a great gentleman also. And that's a great uh, model for many people. But when I read this story, I can't help but to think of not just a bout, but in this case, it would be considered what I call a mismatched bout. If you know anything about boxing, then sometimes you'll come across fights that are mismatched. The story is told here. In 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 17, about this mismatched bout between two men. But I must describe to you the opponents in this mismatched bout. One 
was a grown man, and on the other corner was a young boy. Now, in the boxing world, you would call that the red corner and the blue corner. Now, if you would take a look at the red corner, the red corner, if you know anything about boxing, it always, the red corner describes always who is the challenger in the fight. Who's the challenger in the fight? The blue corner would be who's the reigning champion or who is rated at a better ranking in the boxing world. In this case, you have a challenger and then you have a champion. Their names, David and the other, Goliath. Now, you can almost picture this, and in, 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 if we can, let's go into this ring. If we can, let's go to the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas, California, and take a look at these two opponents that have just come out of the locker room and are about to fight. As we go to the red corner, his name is David, and as I look at David, and if we find the description of David, we're going to find that he would have been a slender, beardless, young boy, and as we see what he did in preparation for his fight, here's what David does before he enters the ring. The Bible says that he goes by and he goes nearby this brook or a stream. And the Bible tells us that he kneels down beside this brook, hear me now, and he reaches through the stream and he chooses five smooth stones. But understand something, instead of David studying the features of his face on the reflection of the brook, hear me, hear me, he does something that we all need to do in preparation for a fight. He reaches past himself. And he reaches beyond of what he sees himself as in the reflection of the brook. Because if he took a good look at him, yes, he had a great description. He was slender built. He was a beardless boy, copper color hair, a tan face, eyes that can steal the breath away from any of the Hebrew maidens that would be found in this time. But he still chooses to reach beyond himself. And he picks up five smooth stones, the kind of stones that will have been able to fly at such a force through the air that will strike the head of a lion, a bear, or a giant. In the blue corner, Goliath stares him down from the hillside looking across the valley that divide, divides him and this slender boy David and I'm here to tell you that it's only disbelief that keeps this man Goliath from laughing. The Bible says that Goliath stands in front of the rest of the Philistine herd 
as their leader. And as he stands there, he overtowers the rest of the guys that stand behind him. And the guys that stand behind him are bloodthirsty warriors. They're growling men. They're spear-holding gang of hoodlums that stand behind this, this man in the blue corner. And the man in the blue corner weighs into this fight as nine feet, nine inches tall wearing 125 pounds of armor around his body, a 20-inch size collar around his neck, a 56-inch waist around him, biceps that burst uh, his chiseled chest. It expands out and he shouts across the ring, this day I defy the ranks of Israel. And here's what he says. He says, Give me a man and let us fight. Give me a man. Give me a man. Let me tell you why he asked for a man. Because everybody for too long were only being boys when it came to fight. He says, give me a man and let's fight. There were no Israelite volunteers until this day. Nobody raised their hand and said, here I am, send me. Nobody lifted up their hand and said, you can call on me and I'll do the committed job that nobody else wants to do. There were no volunteers in that Israelite army until this day. What day? The day of David. David just happened to be at the right place at the right time. He clocked out of sheep tending and he delivers lunch on behalf of his father to his brothers who supposedly were supposed to be in battle. Here's how I say it. While David was busy sheep tending, his brothers were busy pretending. They were supposed to be fighting, but David happens to walk up at the right place at the right time and he really begins to see what's going on on the battlefield so the Bible says that David shows up and when he shows up he hears the man in the blue corner by the name of Goliath defying God and this is where he makes a decision you know what defy means defy means to call someone out and here is this man, Goliath. He is calling out the people of God. And not even the leader wants to stand up with him with all the heavy armor he has and the experience of fighting he has. Not even does he want to step up and handle business. David walks up and he says, Who is this giant fool calling out God's children? So David takes a staff in one hand. And this is important to understand. He takes a staff in one hand and he takes the five smooth stones that he chose from that brook and he puts them in his bag. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, what do you got in your bag? And he puts them in his bag 
and he takes his sling. He takes his sling and he starts walking towards the blue corner. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time your sling took a swing? Hmm. 